Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the Loop podcast. So this is a podcast that makes sure B2B marketers stay in the loop with what works today when it comes to marketing to the modern buyer. So I'm your host Fran Langham, so let's get started. This podcast episode, we're going to discover, well, discuss the role of branding in modern marketing, how to output effective brand activity, um, and also just really how we should be addressing today's modern buyer. So we're going to talk about um, what real good company branding actually looks like, uh, the common pitfalls and misconceptions about brand, and also that low-hanging fruit. So easy ways that we can get started with brand activity. So I am delighted to welcome Tim Davidson, Senior Marketing Director at Directive. Um, If you don't follow Tim on LinkedIn, you absolutely should. His content is amazing and hilarious. So yeah, um, Tim, please introduce yourself to our listeners and just, yeah, give us a little bit about your background um, and just really just an idea of like um, what you do and then sort of like what marketing means to you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm very, very excited uh, in the loop. Uh, so yeah, my name's Tim. I'm the director of marketing at uh, Directive and half of my time spent creating content. Uh, so that's usually videos. It could be text posts, uh, but it's, I've, inadvertently become the face of the brand in an odd way. Um, but I do create a lot of content just for directive, but also for my personal brand, usually about the B2B marketing and sales uh, pitfalls. So kind of making fun of those. Uh, my background is deep in paid media. Uh, so that was my, I, at one point, I thought I was going to be the Google ads marketing master of the world. Uh, but it's kind of evolved into that. I still understand that very, very well. And I still do that here and there. Uh, but it's more of becoming into the content. How do we, you know, build the brand? How do we, uh, it's less about that, but more of like, how do we be creative in our advertising? So I do try to tie it together as much as possible. Amazing. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, with that being said, I suppose your, your whole sort of mantra is around like B2B, like marketing doesn't have to be boring. Um, like all the content that you craft, um, again, as you said, it like fuels the company, but also fuels like your personal brand, which is something that we'll go on to talk about. I guess just, just in general, um, just to really set the scene, like, I guess, what, what does it mean to you when you're like B2B marketing doesn't have to be boring? Like, what are the, like, where have brands been going wrong? Like B2B brands been going wrong? If you think about B2B in general, I mean, the whole stigma for the longest time has been, you know, you, you wear a suit and you shake hands and you close deals in a boardroom with executives. Uh, that's obviously changed with digital and just how the world has shifted. Uh, but there's still that underlying stigma. So there is a lot of the, this is how it's always been done. You know, there, there's, there's still a lot of sales led motions, which is fine, but it's less about that. It's more of like the executives or the the leaders know what has been working in the past, but they don't want to change or they're too scared to change or they're, you know, if it's like a CMO, maybe they're scared that they're lose their job if they make a mistake by doing that change. Mm-hmm. Um, which also brings down to like when you do pitch something that's different, you just get it denied. And if you start just keep getting denied over and over time and you spend all that time on it, you're going to stop. You're just going to start pitching things or ideas or creative that is based around how you can actually get it approved because you don't have time because you're spread thin already. So there's this 
barrier that everyone has to get through first. Um, and what ways I've seen that work is one, either the executive just thinks different. So they approve things. They want to try to innovate, but also how you pitch things. There's an art in how you approach and get budget approved, get new creative or messaging approved. And you have to approach it in a way of like, whether it's testing, like, Hey, can we test this versus what we're already doing? Or can we actually ask our customers rather than your thought process, the executive, why don't we ask our customers what they think? So there is a way to approach it, uh, but it really does come down to a lot of the old time mindset and it's shifting, but it's maybe like 10% has shifted so far. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. I think I can definitely relate to that when we made a similar shift to demand gen, it was like how we were generally, we were like sitting in a warm comfort blanket of like MQLs yeah. wrapped around us, you know, like we were like, we've nailed lead gen, we're getting, I don't know, five, 600 leads a month for sales. And I remember like speaking, having a conversation with Alice, our CMO, and it's like, how are we, how are we going to present this new way? Because really our indication is like, um, comments we're getting on our LinkedIn ads like we change the style everything's ungated and it's like how do you kind of like report leads um you know x amount of leads conversion rate equals this and it looks all it's exactly how the board and senior leadership are used to seeing it versus like maybe I remember like last year we did like just a video of all the positive comments we'd received like from our ICP saying like how great that change was um and it was funny, like just presenting those alongside each other. And it's almost like you were trying to educate that change in just how you report those results, right? Mm -hmm. Change is hard. Well, let's, yeah. I mean, let's be clear. And there's going to be that middle ground, right? Where you don't see like the results that you need to see yet because it takes time when you're doing those kind of shifts. And those times are tough because the execs, whether it like if you're missing your goal by a lot, they're going to start bringing down the hammer. And that probably happens to a lot of teams where you try to make the change, but something happens, whether it's the economic climate or just like you're missing your goals and you have to let people off or you already hired a bunch of people. So you're already strapped with all these people. Things can get tough. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, the education, uh, even just not doing a cold turkey and just doing like half and half. So you can start mm -hmm. seeing some traction before you actually make that full shift. Um, there is a, there's an art in trying to figure it out because it can be tough within that, in that middle ground where there's nothing happening, like nothing big happening yet. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like just thinking, like thinking about reporting, I suppose thinking back to a time when maybe like you're working like with more of that lead gen framework in mind or like maybe that old, like deploying some more old school tactics, like for you, like what, what does your reporting like look like now in terms of like, how, how do you communicate like the results from say like your activity right so you a lot of the skits that you're doing like on linkedin on like the videos and stuff like how how do you like report upwards and how do you like advise somebody to to do the same yeah um so i mean luckily i don't have my ceo saying like where's all the revenue from the skit yeah. you made about making fun of revenue uh but there is so the way i do look at it is like like you mentioned the comments the comments are huge mm -hmm. um the engagement on your posts, right? Like, so I can see the engagement on my posts of who is actually engaging with it. Is it our buyers? Is it people that we wouldn't even want to talk to? I think that's a big indicator overall, just on like the content that you're creating. Is it getting in front of the right people? Um, I have screenshots of DMs that I've gotten of like people that would ask me a question because I posted about something about LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, well, I thought that person was the expert. Now they're coming to us. So like that's a, those DMs are very important. 
I also think marketers make it simple. I have actually DMs of people that close with us that said, here was my buying journey. And that makes it very easy for my life because it's like, all right, here was number one, saw your videos. Number two, we, it was a number of things like Slack communities. And three was like, I saw the ad and I actually uh, converted there. But like, obviously I'm marketing to marketers and that was just like, I do get that kind of comments. Um, but once you're, when you're in it for so long, you start to see the, the trends on the comments, the engagement, and actually talking to people because, or like we use Gong, I can actually look for like my name or someone mentioning a video. So there's other ways to do that too. It's just like, there's always ways to find it. It just might take time to see that. Cause I didn't see that kind of traction for you know months yeah. and months and months. But once you did start seeing it, you start to be able to tell a story of how these things all work together. Definitely. Yeah. We, we saw similar with the, the, like the human verified like attribution. So, um, slowly like as we worked with subject matter experts or like Alice, Liam, myself, Liam and myself as like marketers, marketing to marketers, like you slowly start to see your name crop up and, but that didn't happen. Um, like I think I got like a sore LinkedIn post from Fran, but it was like six months after the, you know, after the fact, but it's still, um, it does have that snowball effect, but yeah, I guess it is that patience, isn't it? Um, that patience, I guess. Yeah, it is. And like, so directing gives me time now, right? During the day. But at first I was just doing it on my own time. So you got to, sometimes you got to prove it out and right. then you can tell that story. And then it's like, all right, they now believe in it. It's like, we'll give you as much, whatever resources you need. Please just do it. Like this camera I have, like that was from them, like do what you need. It's working. But I had to prove it out first. Sure. And then I guess like somebody just like you you place like you can you clearly place like a lot of value on the like producing your own content, like from a personal brand and that like impacting not only like your brand but the company brand. I suppose like just for somebody starting out or thinking about doing it, like what advice would you give? Because I think um I remember when we started doing the videos, it was a bit daunting at first, especially ones that we were doing like by ourselves. Um I don't know, like, I remember for me, it was like a huge blocker in my mind. It's like, even though it's like a, in the end, it's like a three minute video and, you yeah. know, but I guess like just, yeah, sort of advice on that and, and how, so two parts of the question, but how did you um sort of like ramp that up as well? You know, like once you got comfortable, how did you say, right, okay, I'm going to consistently do this. um, and, and what did that kind of look like? It is, so it is daunting. It's very daunting. I remember creating the first video and it took me like, a week or two after it was done edited to like post it because I was scared really? yeah like it, it took me a long time uh to actually just post it because I was scared again it's daunting it, it really is and it was terrible it was terrible but absolutely terrible um but what I what I did was I actually and a lot of my videos are kind of similar to this is I actually got like the format of how the video was supposed to be based on um a, a, a creator I saw on TikTok and I liked the format because as a per, per, as a consumer, like that made me laugh. That was like, oh, I, I see what they're doing there. I was kind of dissecting like I would a commercial because, you know, we're all marketers. Like we dissect everything now. And I was dissecting it and I really liked how they created the video and like the, the story behind it. And so I took that and I just shifted it towards the things I talk about, like uh, B2B marketing. Right. And the video was terrible, but just taking the you almost you're almost taking the template that you saw that you knew worked because it worked on you 
and then shifting it towards what you want to talk about. And then over time, that'll get a lot better. Um, but I would say probably the first 10 videos were like scary to post. But after that, you just get really used to it. Mm. Um, it, it just takes that time. And even like that first one that was terrible, I got good feedback because it was people that wouldn't make fun of me. They're, they're just good people that I knew. You know, I got like five comments from people that I already knew. And they're like, oh, that's, you know, you know, whatever comment. Uh, but it kept me going. And I, I think on the third video, I got like some really good feedback on people I didn't know. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going here. Um, if I, I didn't know this at first, but I didn't realize how much the consistency actually matters, like the long-term consistency. Right. Like I, I think a lot of people burn out trying to do once a day. At first I was only doing like once a week, twice a week. And then I just kind of ramped it up and I was like ridiculous, like too much. But <laughs> that consistency was key because I, you learn over time what works, what doesn't based on the feedback from people. You get better at video editing. You get better at the, the things you talk about because you get that feedback. I think that long-term consistency is really important. Um, and I would just start small, right? Maybe one video a week, maybe twice, twice a week. Mm. And then you can ramp it up as you start seeing that traction and you start learning from what's working and what's not. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, I think just like, as you said, like just start off, get it, like get comfortable being uncomfortable, like do it once. Yeah. No one remembers. I promise. No one remembers <laughs> anything you put out, like, unless it's really good. Unless it's just don't do anything very, very bad, I guess. <laughs> and the um <laughs> and when you're thinking about um topics right to to do do you, do you follow any kind of like I don't want to say this word but do you follow any kind of framework like is there do you, do you list out the topics um you know it's something we've been working on a lot of cognizant like um trying sort of not to have an old school sort of content schedule but there has to be some kind of method to the madness right so do you, how do you kind of you know, like say you're doing once a week, let's say that, how do you sort of find out what that video looks like? Or is it some of it ad hoc? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I would. So right. It's definitely evolved over time based on the, the things that I talk about. You know, it's maybe like five or six different things that I would talk about. Um, but that's evolved over time. And I got that based off of the feedback I got from the videos from the content what resonated with what didn't and then i would just within those everyone does this right you have like five buckets that you talk about but like there's so many things within that then you can shift how you talk about it video context whatever that is uh starting off i knew what i want to talk about because i was already i didn't like talk about the stuff but it, it was just based off my day-to-day -day job i knew the the, the common threads that I was getting from, I actually started off on the client side, so I knew the common threads I was getting while working with clients. So those are things I could definitely talk about. Uh, even just being internally marketing, trying to get new business, I knew the the pitfalls. And a lot of the stuff I talk about is actually from my own experience. Yeah. I'm not a CFO, so like sometimes I'll have videos about a CFO, but that's based off of my interactions with a CFO, right? I actually, I would actually talk about your own experiences because that's easiest to talk about. And then if you're actually looking for like, content for more specific to your company listen to sales calls and you'll find trends i mean i can't describe how many trends i've picked up from there that i've just created content from um there's so much you can get from that even just talking to sales there's just look for those questions those things that people are talking about and you'll get so much 
content from it. Um, and then I think the last thing that's just a little bit more tactical is find uh, the influencer that's already got you know tons of comments and stuff. And look through their comment section of you'll see questions that they're not answering because they just have too many from their your exact buyer, and you can start answering those in your content. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea actually. Um, so I guess um, from I guess like looking at that from like a the personal brand perspective lens of like what content like you're gonna produce like every week. How does that um, like tie into the like company like branding? Like how do you think companies should be thinking about it? Um, so say just in I guess just as like a general like rule of thumb like what how should companies be setting themselves up for success for brand marketing say that they're starting out and they don't have somebody like you there who's gonna really like push the needle with them with this like video content for example yeah um so you need you do need to find someone that's in your company that can talk about it right like you you can't just someone's got to talk about it it could be the ceo it could be the whoever that expert is in your company um, and maybe it's just text, but then you figure out how to wait a way to make it into video with like uh, maybe an explainer video or like a uh, like a blank on the word like an animated video. If they, mm-hmm. if they're not comfortable with their with being on uh, video right now, uh, but you need to find whoever that expert is in your company that can actually speak to things, so you can create the content. Um, if you're just if, if someone's talking about it and they don't know what they're talking about, it's just not going to work. Mm. It, it's just not. Um, you got to find that person that's like the expert that can actually talk about what you're trying to portray. Um, and then that can be as simple as just answering those questions that you usually get from sales. Um, what I would say is just start simple, take those questions, answer them talking head style. If you're doing video, if not text, yeah. and then you can do it like a animated video, because then as you start seeing traction, you can innovate on it. But the hardest part is usually just starting. So just start simply answering questions, talking head style or just text, and then you can innovate from there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then I guess like, do you think um, just from like the hard, as you said, like the hardest thing can just be like for companies like getting started. But have you, I guess like, have you seen examples of like companies just completely getting it wrong? Like there's stuff you should like completely avoid. Um, like just, I don't know, like companies like attempt to this brand like brand marketing activity and just being like, just don't even do that. Um <laughs> I mean, I there probably is a lot that I haven't seen because they're not doing it right. So you just you just don't see it. Don't see it, sure. Um, but there there's also a lot that are trying to do it, but it's just the typical B2B play, right? You just it's just like stuff that makes no sense. It's just like a, a fake actor talking through a demo, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's like very corporate type of, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like maybe that works, uh, but it's not. It's just the, the typical like boring B two B style how everyone does it, um, or like the very scripted commercial that they make and they just put on all their ads for years. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of companies probably doing that. I can't think of anyone that's like trying to do it like differently, like in a like maybe like a funny way or like an edutainment way. It's doing it bad because I probably just didn't see them. Sure, yeah, no, <laughs> it totally makes sense. I guess the, um, yeah, I suppose like the mistake, the mistakes can kind of lie just with the lack of authenticity, I suppose, with like the oh, yeah. content that they're producing. 
Um, Because we we had to, we thought about that when striking that balance. It's like, um, we knew that we wouldn't always be like the subject matter on certain topics in the space, right? But Mm. then at the same time, it was like, okay, well, if we are going to partner with a subject subject matter expert or like an influencer to help us produce this content, they have to become like a fully fledged, like part of the program. They have to be invested in Cognizant. We have to like have some kind of like six to 12 month agreement because otherwise it just doesn't fly. Um, And I I think we've done like one-off videos or like one-off events, like digital live Mm. events before. And um, they've gone down well, but not to the point like there's they're not remembered because it was just once it just happened once so I think you were right earlier on when you were saying like that consistency is like definitely definitely key um yeah I think that's a good point too um I know you like you're talking about you just and, and, and it depends right like if you get like a huge huge name and like they're on your podcast or they're on some webinar mm-hmm. you might get like some really good traction from it um but that can cons- if you, I mean obviously if you can have them every month every week that'd be a lot bigger uh bigger results for you mm. yeah yeah definitely um i think yeah we definitely well we, i think we've done it in the past and seen other companies do it in the past where it's just like a bit of a flash in the pan and then like yeah kind of it, it was great and then that month the results look amazing and then yeah i think definitely yeah. consistency is key for sure um definitely i guess like the, the follow-up question to like any like bad brand marketing you've seen or not seen as it as it may be is there any like examples of like companies that do you think are absolutely killing it right now just in terms of like doing this right yes um so one that comes up a lot is lavender uh the email assistant tool and i and i would i'd say that's the biggest one because i don't do emails at all i hate emails i don't use them i've never done any email marketing campaigns and I still love the brand. So it blows my mind. I don't use the product. I just still love the brand. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of, they've done a lot of things, especially like this year that are uh, been really cool. Uh, they're obviously just like different. They do like the whole wizard, uh, email yeah. wizard. And they have their, uh, that spoke, I'm blanking on his name now, but the spokesperson with a green suit that's like in all their like uh, videos. Um, they also just, basically hired a bunch of now you call them what I want, but like people that have a lot of following, they had like four or five influencers or, or marketers and salespeople that are, have a huge following on LinkedIn basically. Mm-hmm. And they did that. They all have like content in their brand. No company entire content in their brand, in their title under 50 employees like that. I mean, they, they hired people because they are, they have, a, you know, an influence, but all, obviously they're experts at their field, but, they have an influence. They, they know what they're talking about. Um, so like the, the hype around that brand is just crazy right now. And they also do like little things that I've noticed. Uh, so all of them have like this uh, purple heart around their names. So like when it, on LinkedIn. Yeah. So when you even like DM them or you see a comment, there's this purple heart that shows up next to it. And subconsciously, that heart is like, warm, like it's a warm thing. Like you can even start to say like a bad thing on that comment, but like there's a heart there. So it seems like it's a good, it's a really weird thing that they're they're doing. Um, And I don't, I also don't think they did this on purpose, but there's three wheels of the company that makes it like, there's a lot of things that they're doing that are all coming together to make this brand that is just like taking over B2B marketing right now. It's really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, we, we, um, 
we're always sharing like the like the the posts like lavender posts and things and just like generally I think it's just they I think as well like it's the content's like fun but they mm-hmm. really um it's really clever because I mean like it's it's old like old age like best practice that everything should be pain point led right and should resonate but it's amazing like how often companies just don't do that and just kind of like and I just think it's very clever how they incorporate um their product without kind of like shoving it down your throat kind of thing it's kind of like it's always like a nod it's always a dotted line back into what they do but somehow it never feels forced never feels like oh they're including that because like okay yeah emails get it it's like I don't know I feel like it's all just like subconsciously it's all there and it's all tied in and yeah it's cool they are they are an amazing brand for sure it's exactly right no it, there's a sales pitch in there typically technically mm. but it doesn't sound like it doesn't feel like a sales pitch it's really yeah. really really interesting yeah like most definitely I think um I think one thing that I was also thinking about is you were saying how the the way in which Lavender's set up is 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 you know, this community is almost like their own community of creators who are just like putting all this great stuff out there. So it's like in your company now or, or just in other companies that you've seen, how how do you get like other employees on board? Like obviously you can tell that Lavender's been cultivated in that way from the get-go. So it's easier because that's how it's been built. But for us, it's like, how do we get like members of the sales team or like, cause we, our market is marketing to a marketing persona, but also we market to a sales persona. So we yeah. want our sales team to be involved in like producing content. I mean, is that like a, a blocker that you've experienced or just be cool to get your thoughts on that? So I have ideas on how to do it. The truth is it's hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Like the way Lavender did it, like you mentioned, is like they brought in people that already were doing it. Now they're, they're founders started posting together but they're both founders and they they kind of started doing it as well so that's great Mm. i will say it's hard i know you there's like the so what i've seen work i haven't been able to work but uh what i've seen work is you know leading by example so whether it's your ceo or some executive that is continuously posting um creating content and that that sets it by example you could also just make it easy for you know your employees um, because it sets the example and when they start seeing results, it's like, oh, I, I could probably do that. And just like the education of like how the, how it will benefit you with your personal brand and all these things. Uh, that said, the, the, the people in your, in your organization really need to want it. They really want to, they not, uh, they really need to like want to do it. You can't force them. It never works. I've seen the forcing part and people just like drop off. Yeah. Um, you also get, you also need to give them time. Because some people will work very hard and they'll do it after hours and they'll spend all the time, but creating content takes a lot of time. So if you're not giving it to them during the work day, they might be too tired after. If you, They might just not want to spend all that time because they don't see the direct benefit because that can take six to eight, 12 months to see like oh. the actual benefit of it. Um, you can incentivize people. I haven't seen that work well because people just put out a post to put out a post. Um, and that never works. You have, they have to have like their own point of view and, you know, put their own like, uh, personality into it for it to actually work. <sighs> the true answer is I don't have a good answer cause I've never been able to make it work. I had one person with us that, uh, was doing it for a good month. And I think what happened was she was, 
doing it every single day. And I think she got burned out and then she stopped because things got busy. And now she, you know, she, she had a kid recently, like she, she, it's completely fine, but she got busy and that's what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good answer. Unfortunately, I've been trying, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been trying to just, I've, I've actually given people posts to do and just like put your own little personality in here. And it's just like, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. We've, we've done that like on the sales side of our sales team, like, and it's helped um, for some that are able to give that time and they've, we've written the post and then they've started injecting their own personality and now they're kind of like doing it by themselves. But then mm. other times, like for us, I found when, you know, it's really hard to ask the SDR team to like take part in something when they're sitting there like needing to hit quota or like book meetings yep. and it's like it's really hard because we can't just be like oh let's have a call about this at like 3 p.m on the last day of the month you know <laughs> it's like yeah. it's always going to be faced with a no um it's, yeah I have um similar thoughts to you on it. it's a difficult question to answer but what I would say is like from from you watching how you've done it it even if it is like one person or two people it can have a much bigger impact than you think so kind of like shouldn't be a blocker to getting started I guess it doesn't need to be like 10 people from the company doing it all at once yeah no I I completely agree I think and I think when I always I've had people start that's that's the thing I've been able to get people to start but the the problem is like that long-term consistency and I really do think people need to see like this this like small traction they need to see some like a win and it doesn't have to be like this big it doesn't have to be like a revenue one but like a qualitative maybe like a comment from someone that you like admire or something so like the question is like how do you do that you, you there's gotta be some sort of traction for people to keep going or they just and i did this for years where i would start for a month and then just stop because i didn't see some sort of win or small win um so i'm trying to figure out like how do i get that traction so they can like feel how the, the benefits first and then they keep going because that's what happens right like that's happens to everything you start seeing the benefits and you want to keep going forever you want to like i started off doing like four or five times a week tops with text posts now i'm like how do i get three times a day in which is really hard first off but <laughs> but that's like that's like you start seeing the traction you just want to like go all in on it it's crazy yeah i remember when we started started to get the traction it does become a little bit addictive yeah. it kind of releases that little bit of like endorphins where you're like oh somebody likes mm-hmm. what I'm saying and then um, especially when like especially when it's like an idea that you've just suddenly thought of and you're like right this will be good to paste and then you have that nervousness where you're like oh, everyone's gonna think this is stupid or whatever and then once you get a few comments it does I can see what you mean like it really does make you want to just like go again um yep and then if you if you do it long enough, one 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 post is gonna hit, right? It's gonna do really well compared to the other ones. Maybe maybe it's not like a viral thing, but maybe it's like two hundred more comments, or not two hundred. That's a lot of comments. Maybe it's like a hundred more comments than <laughs> that's even a hundred. Let's say it's fifty more comments than you've ever had, right? And you yeah. start getting this like crazy like traction. So that's like a you, you get addicted to that in, in a sense. You have to you have to learn how like that kind of works, but. You do want to do that again, but then also you start, you have a post, you, you'll have like content that doesn't work well at all. And you're like, oh, okay, let me learn from that. And then I got to get back on the horse. So I got to like, uh-huh. how do I get, do this better? Or, you know, you start to find these trends and it does get, it gets addictive and good in a good way, in a very good way. Yeah. 
Definitely. For sure. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess just to like, just to start wrapping up, what, what advice would you give to marketers like wanting to put more focus on this brand activity? So say they're not in a fortunate position where they're given free reign and let's say they're still putting out eBooks with a form (laughs) in front of them, but they know in the back of their mind, they need to be making the shift. What, like, where should they start? And like, what should they do to kind of like set themselves up for success? So for something like that, there's, I, assuming you're trying to like get, like get approved or something like that from um, your executive team or your boss. One way to do it is usually, all right, we're doing this with, it's already going the eBooks or, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the direct everything, right? But then how do, how do I test, even if it's like 20%, 10% of your budget or 20% of the time to do this other thing? Usually that's a hard sell if everything, you think everything's working on this one side that's like direct ebooks and everything like that. The truth is I've looked in hundreds and hundreds of accounts. Everyone's wasting a lot of money on really dumb things. So if you look into your accounts and find like these keywords or these targeting, the targeting you're doing, you'll find things that you're spending money on that make no sense and driving zero anything. Stop doing that and use that towards the, the content ideas or the um, trying, you know, pushing brand adver- advertising or something like that. And that way you can test it a little bit, see what that looks like over time. Because you still get the same results, right? You still get all the ebook downloads, you still get all that, but you're taking that budget that was getting doing nothing and you're putting it into the brand. So over you know two, three months, you you'll see qualitative metrics before that, but you can actually start telling a story of how this is working. And then if that starts you start seeing that that kind of trend, then you can start moving more budget from this side, the ebook side, mm-hmm. the direct side to that. It's just it's a lot easier to show the results. Uh, or the trend or the traction to get more approved than it is to just say like, Hey, I want to try this as just an idea. We're going to spend less here. Don't find the wasted spend. So it yeah. seems like you're not losing any more on the metrics you're already getting. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it definitely makes sense. I think as well, like when, when we talk about like the big shift to brand, we, when we started like, this kind of shift we a lot of the time like I think companies have stuff in their locker that they is like underutilized but they're just not kind of like presenting it in the right way so they maybe they have actually got tons of video content already but maybe Mm. they're gating it so even just tiny little increments like we'll just ungate it make it valuable or maybe like they they do have a podcast and we always say this they've got a podcast and it just sits in one place and you know they have like a small listener base or a group of people listening but it's like why not snippet that up why not ask like people to like re-record stuff to camera and then put that out on social but like let's optimize it for like in feed and I guess it's like thinking about our journey it says really small like incremental changes and we started to see like the met like good feedback like inbound demo requests trend upwards and then we started to say, right, we want to pivot and make this kind of like the full strategy. So I guess like, yeah, have 
I've spoken to brands like this year and sort of last year and I'm like what have you already got like you know Mm. like there should be something that they can do with that or just a slight tweak um but I don't know about you but like sometimes when I speak to companies I feel like it's this barrier and it's like an, an impossible task but usually it's just freeing them up to actually be able to focus on it no you're completely right I mean I every single company has created things that they just don't put out or they gate or they just didn't do the right things with it. Like, like a podcast, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, like a podcast recording, they have the hour and a half long thing, but they just put it out there in Apple. Right. And it's just like, all right, can we snip it? Can we make some clips out of it and use it for that brand uh, activity based on the questions that we usually hear Um, a lot of people, you know, don't get me wrong like that. When you're, very, when you're very spread thin, that's not what you think about. You don't want to do that. You don't have the time to do that. But if you do want to make that shift, there is the assets you usually have already that you can just re-adjust um, into in-feed or however uh, the, the platform is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. Well, um, I feel like I could just talk to you forever about this kind of stuff. Um, so we do always finish with one final question, which um, you've probably already touched on, but we do like to end on um, asking, um, I'd like to ask you, what would you tell marketers to like stop, start and continue doing, like based on the current marketing landscape? Um, mm. you know, one thing you tell marketers to start doing? So the current, based on the current landscape is what, is interesting to me uh, because I think there's something that I'm just thinking of more like the the company, right? Like a lot of people are just spending, they have less budget they need to, but they need to get more. Right. I think there is a missed opportunity. Um, So a lot of companies have podcasts now days, right? They have podcasts and they have live shows. I think you'd be surprised how easy it is to get on those podcasts and live shows. If it's like the right, your right buyer with just a, you know, simple, dm or email just make it a little bit personalized you can use lavender not not a pitch for lander lavender but we were talking about earlier um but a lot of people are looking for guests and it's a a huge way to get in front of an audience without having to spend any money or you know maybe it's just an hour of your time but it's i think you'd be surprised how easy it is to get on a podcast and you can get a lot of brand uh, awareness from it yeah Good point. And um, and what about something that you sh- you think that marketers should stop or um, that you're saying a lot of? It wildly depends, and there's obviously a lot of things. I would say just spending so much on just forcing forcing your budget in places that like the ebooks or the keywords that don't work on Google Ads. Like, stop forcing that. A lot of companies are just forcing that because, and that's very important. That's very Crucial because all that spend you're, you're wasting there, you could spend on other places to prove out the thing that you're trying to get to. That that's it's just such an it's just such a trend that I've seen like, so many accounts. No matter if it's like the companies you think are the greatest versus the smaller companies, everyone's wasting so much money on just really bad stuff. Yeah, and it's like we're doing it because that's the way we've always done it, right? Yes, or you don't have time, or you don't know because you don't have time to know. Like it's, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. I think that the time thing is like, is, is something that resonates with me a lot because I always used to say that we don't have time to do that. 
because I've actually got to have a conversation with sales because we've got 100 leads in the queue and they haven't been actioned. Like usually that's what I would say. And it's actually very freeing when you do start to kind of move towards like the brand stuff. It's like you feel a bit more free to kind of ideate. So definitely. Um, and the final thing is to continue doing. I mean, obviously based on just kind of, I don't know, stuff you're seeing that's working out there right now. Yeah, I really, I really, it's, it's less of a continue just because a lot of people aren't really doing it, but I really think there's a huge, huge opportunity um, in the personal branding thing for the companies too, which is, you know, just your, your employees building their personal brand is a huge benefit for companies. But I just think it's a huge opportunity, but like LinkedIn, just using LinkedIn alone, you can get so much you can just get so much for a free, like a platform like that. The only thing you're giving up is your time and yeah, obviously effort, but it, it's so crazy what you can do in just like two to three to six months for your career, for the company, just yeah. creating content on there, even just like commenting on there. It's, it's so underutilized and it's just, it, it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. The, the pushback or the, the pushback that I've heard a lot is we don't want um, our employees to focus on it because of what if they leave? Um, that's like the big thing, isn't it? I, yeah, it's just, that's mm, just sad. Luckily I've never had the deal with yeah. that. Um, it's just like, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't have an answer for that. Cause like, honestly, I would just leave. Like that's, like, that's the only thing I can yeah. say. So I don't, cause if they're saying that, like, what else are they saying? Well, exactly. And, and then they're just not invested in the, the whole motion itself anyway, I guess. Yeah. If they believe that, I mean, there's there's a lot of things they believe that are not good for you in your career run out the door yeah. <laughs> cool I hear you. okay cool well um I think that's probably like about time I mean again I could I could go on chatting to you like you've got so much good stuff to say but um thank you so much Tim for joining us um and yeah um thank you so much and hopefully we'll see you on here again soon thank you yeah I would love to uh come back uh this is great appreciate it see you later Thank you. Thank you.